Hello, welcome again to Comic Connoisseurs. Then we'll be talking about the recently dropped trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and all the trailer hysteria that goes on. Of course, I'm my co-host, Keith from Sassertoon. Good evening. Also with us is Red Ink. Yo. All right, so Super Bowl Sunday, the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer dropped and the poster dropped and a lot of things dropped and... People have lost their minds. I mean, people were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, it's a trailer. I, I didn't. And Brent had to point out to me that that uh, Charles Xavier's in the trailer. And I rewatched it. I was like, oh, yeah, he was. Uh, so, JT, what are your thoughts Deadpool's on the trailer? Deadpool's in the trailer. I heard Deadpool's on the poster, but uh, JT, JT, what do you think? I, like, speaking first of the poster, I... Normally, I'm not a fan of the whole floating heads thing that seems to be the predominant design uh, theory for movie posters nowadays. But with uh, the poster with the shattered uh, symbol of the Vishanti mirror that we all know and love from the Sanctum Sanctorum, and you see reflections of dozens of Marvel characters from the cinematic universe and possibly a few others that we haven't seen in universe yet. I, I think that's really a, visually a really interesting way to introduce the multiverse in a visual format like that. Uh, overall, I like the trailer. You know, I'm one of those people that I've finally tried pausing it at certain points to see what people are talking about. So I caught like the uh, superior Ultron drones we see in the one shot where Doctor Strange gets these funky power-restraining handcuffs, and he's brought before this council, and like you said, you know, we hear Professor Xavier, and I'm just kind of like, well, I know that's Patrick Stewart, but that doesn't mean he's Professor Xavier, because... I was saying the same thing earlier, yes. Yeah, it's... The thing is, you guys are, like, worried about, oh, they're gonna do the Ralph Boner again. They're not. They're not gonna do that fucking twice. I wasn't worried about that at all. <laughs> I kind like, of am worried, but at the same time, this is Sam Raimi, and Sam Raimi has said in the past he will only do another superhero movie if the producers let him fucking do it. Um, I hope they did, uh, because yeah. Spider-Man Three really pissed him off. Marvel, working at Marvel, from what people have told me, and. I read in interviews and stuff like that. They don't, they always fucking stick their finger in the pie. That's the whole reason why Thor, the Thor movies were all just advertisements for, for other Avengers, fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I, I never, like you said, Red, I did not think they were going to pull another Ralph Boner, 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 whatever. Uh, I, didn't think that we were going to get, like, you know, a huge mic drop, like, hearing Professor Xavier, potentially, in the thing. But, uh, I mean, overall, it it definitely made me want to see the movie a little bit more. Like, I'm, I love the first Doctor Strange movie. I said I'll definitely check out the sequel, but over time, my intent kind of waned quite a bit because you know with COVID and, and mostly it's kind of the same problem we all had I think with Black Widow like you know 
it's not that this movie is coming out too late. It's just, you know, we, it's been put off for so long now that, you know, this, the sizzle has gone out of the steak. The, uh, you know? the, the do, do toy luster has, has faded. And it's like, it's been five years. We could have had like another Dr. Strange movie by now. Yeah. It's, it's the feeling you're trying to describe is what I always say is they should not have ended end game the way they did. And it was a closing to the whole series. Yes. Yeah, Tony Stark fucking, you could hear his hammer. And that was basically telling people, it's over now. There's no more. And that's why people today feel burnt out when they watch movies, watch the Marvel movies, because you were told it was over. Yeah. Yeah, you had the Robert Downey Jr. in the bathroom, you know, poking his head out like. But that was Deadpool, Ben. I I was making a joke, but Red's right. It's it's there, you have a sense of finality. You have a sense of that. I watch it. This this is done. This chapter of my life is over, and I and it feels like now you have the studio like, well, wait a minute. We like money. Like the, we three billion dollars. That's nice. Let's do it again. They keep on. They, they just they just reach right back there and keep on pressing the buttons again. But you're like, I'm overstimulated. Let me rest. You know. You know. I gladly, after Endgame, would have taken, say, two or three years of just the Disney Netflix series. You know, not necessarily using those to build stuff or build towards, you know, whatever the next big bad, which at this point is generally assumed it's going to be a uh, a Secret Wars, potentially, with uh, Kang being kind of the next Thanos of the MCU, you know, you could have done, you know, say a six episode Shang-Chi series, you know, spread out the story from the movie a little bit, but kind of have some more Kung Fu fights and a little more character development. You could have just laid the groundwork, introduce us to the Marvel martial arts, introduce us to mysticism uh, more so with, you know, Moon Knight, which is coming out soon. You know, not everyone. Okay, not everyone in this show is excited for that series, as you can hear in the background. But you know, they could have done something like that because, like, like you said, Ben, they want to make more money. So they, there's no way they were going to just stop dead. But you know, they could have taken a more leisurely pace in constructing the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, the flaw in their approach, in my opinion, is. They diversified too late. They were sort of half-hearted with other things like, oh, we can do a couple of Netflix series. It's okay. It's like they they didn't really go put all their chips in. They basically said, you get the stamp, and you can reference things. And it's the same with Agents of Shield of, you get half the stamp, and we can disavow if we want to later. Oh, they disavowed like a motherfucker. <laughs> Well, Agent Shield it does not fucking exist. Well, anymore. they like I said they 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 I, at the beginning they gave him not the full stamp they gave him half a stamp saying and we get the way out because even Joss Whedon in the first announcements for the series is like no no Coulson fucking died in the movie he's gone you know th- this is a different story with a different Coulson and a different universe is what he didn't say the word different universe together but the way he talked about it in those press releases he pretty much said that not those words but he pretty much said that. So, yeah, but the Hawkeye series pretty much put a bullet in the back of that fucking agent's shield. Absolutely agree. My, my point is, is all these 
all these offerings that we have now, the Disney, Disney Plus series, are at least five years too late, if not more, because all their earlier options, you know, the Inhumans, everything else was basically, uh, yeah, we're going to halfway do it, but not do it well, not do it with the same polish, and, and basically just dip our toe in the water. Oh, the water's too cold. We're done. And that was basically... Now they're like, okay, now we're putting all the chips and now we're going to do this thing for real. But it's like, it's after everyone else got the finale, got the sense of finality. Finally, like, was like, that was good. Let me, let, let's watch some Westerns instead for a while. Let, let's, let's get off the superhero. Let, let's, let's decompress from superheroes for a while. And now they're like, let's, let's do everything else. Now. It, it, like, it's too late. People are decompressing from superheroes. Superhero fatigue is a thing. And people are trying out there for things like Westerns. Like, there's this great show called Yellowstone. Wow, it's a whole 50 minutes into the show before you brought up Yellowstone, Ben. I'm proud of you. That's some good restraints there. I'm teasing. Uh, but as far as what we see in the trailer goes, I like the fact that, you know, they're, they're, you know Wanda is going to be back in this. I'm kind of stoked about that because where you see I love that little that shade she throws at Steve is like uh, you know you mess up the world using magic and you're a hero I do it and my life was ruined that doesn't sound fair does it and the there's a couple of shots of what may potentially be a Cathan possessed Wanda and I couldn't help but think of the cover from Avengers 187 where Wanda was possessed by Cathan on Wondagore Mountain, and they really delve into like that aspect of her backstory. So I'm, I'm really from, sorry, Red. From what I see in that trailer, this is just complete theory. There's two Wandas. It's like there's two Doctor Strange. There's two Wandas. I suspect that the ending that we've seen in fucking WandaVision. WandaVision is actually the alternate reality Wanda, not the Wanda from the MCU. And uh, JT, I have to correct you. There's three Stephen Stranges we know of right now. Three. Um, we see... That was me, not JT. Okay. Yeah. But we see three. And uh, the one, you know, there's obviously the one from the movies, the movie, the MCU-verse. There's Dark... There's a, there's a guy who's dressed like the comic. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. then there's the Dark guy. Yeah, and the one from the comic, I, I, I got to give them props that they, they went there with the fucking uh, uh, side, uh, side white lines. It's I, I can't believe they, they did that. It's uh, I love it. I but love that they did it, but they did it. In my opinion, he's got to talk like Dr. Orpheus from Venture Brothers. Yes! By the Oreos of Oreos. I bind you by the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. The wand of Watoon casts you out, demon. Yeah, I, I would love to hear Benedict Cumberbatch use a voice like that. And now there there has been some fan uh, rumors discussion about the, the dark strange that we've seen that could maybe be strange supreme that we saw last saw in the What If animated series. It is There's a chance. Sure. To, and uh, specifically that second version of uh, Strange has been identified in some of the toy packaging as I forget what the name was, but it's the design that we see there with his, 
hair and all that, it, the costume is based off of the Defenders series that ran in 2012, which took place, I think, just after the Fear Itself event. And so it's that's a nod that this could be the strange from that council room that we see where we hear Professor X's voice, where this could be the Illuminati from like another Marvel multiverse or some strand of the multiverse. It could be multiple just yeah. realities, Illuminati. Yeah. And you have Professor X, you could have Namor, Reed Richards. Like I have my doubts that they're going to have Namor and Reed Richards. They're going to obviously have somebody in the Marvel universe replace them. And but, Tony Stark's going to be there, but from what rumors are, it's going to be played by Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. I'm, uh, I'm playing Tony Stark. And then he starts laughing maniacally and jumping up and down on the couch. Yes. No, we we could have all that. I mean, you see other characters in there, like we see the uh, Bar- Baron Mordo's let his literally let his hair down and grow out, and he's still on that too many sorcerers kick that we saw in the, that cut scene or sorry mid credit scene in the first Doctor Strange movie, uh, and we see America Chavez, who's in this movie, who. From the looks of the way that her costume and the actress, it doesn't look like she's going to be the brassy, have the brassy in-your-face attitude of the comic book version of I America. Hope, I hope they learned their lesson from Captain Marvel. That Carol Danvers in the comic is a fucking unrelatable bitch. Yep. Do not copy her. And America Chavez, unfortunately, in the comic is an unrelatable bitch. Do yep. not fucking copy her. I hope they took a lesson from that and a lesson from fucking Into the Spider-Verse and changed her personality to make her more original and more likable. Give her one. Also, uh, like we see the uh, one-eyed octopoidal villain, which I found out why. I hadn't heard why until like a couple of days ago that it's not, it was intended to be Shuma Gorath. But then Marvel basically got a cease and desist lawsuit from the Robert E. Howard estate because they didn't actually have the copyright uh, to use the name for that particular character. So this Gargantos that it's oh. been renamed is actually like an aquatic villain from the Namor comic. Jimmy Gorez isn't the character from Robert E. Howard. Like, that is a false fucking... Well, not the character, but the name. The name the... is fucking Garbledy Gook. Like, that's all the fuck. If you read fucking, not Robert E. Howard, what the fuck is his name? Conan? Yeah, Robert E. Howard's Conan. Whatever the fuck his name is that made fucking Cthulhu and that. Oh, uh, the, the the guy with the cat. Um... H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. All his names of his fucking Eldritch Horrors are all fucking Gobberty gob- Gook. Like, Cthulhu isn't pronounced Cthulhu. It was his cat. It's pronounced whatever the fuck you want. You, you want to pronounce it. It's his cat jumping on his keyboard. Was this the origin of Freakazoid now? Um. JT, but Robert E. Howard somehow owns fucking Shumagoras. Well, that's what I read. Because Disney owns the copyright to fucking Conan, so they can go fuck themselves. But that's, like I said, that's why we get that villain who in the comic books is Shuma Gorath because of some 
legal action. We're not entirely certain the context of, obviously. Marvel chose to rename the character as Gargantos, like I said, is a aquatic, I think an octopus-based aquatic monster that has fought uh, Namor the Submariner. But, you know, we also get, uh, you know, this takes place after No Way Home. We got Wong. I love the actor Benedict Wong playing Wong. Then just, it's not like he, he's pissed at Steven, but it's not, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed which I kind of love that tone where he's, you know, talking shit to Steven in the trailer. And I don't know, like if they didn't use Shuma Gorath, like what you think at this point, we could have got like a more human scale Dormammu. This would just be like another, another attempt to invade the earth realm or would it, because originally, weren't they? Wasn't it rumored Nightmare was supposed to be the villain of this piece? Nightmare yeah. has been rumored since fucking WandaVision. It's like every like something vaguely mystical. Oh, it's Nightmare. I, th- I think you're thinking about Mephisto with that, Ben. No, no, Nightmare for for WandaVision over and over again. Nightmare, Nightmare. You're talking nightmare. about Mephisto. You're not talking about Nightmare. I swear nightmare to God, is... people were talking about Nightmare as well as Mephisto. I, I think you had the fucking Mandela effect, dude. You're from another fucking reality. Yeah. How do you spell Berenstein? Fucking... Uh-huh. How do you spell Berenstein? It's Berenstein, not Berenstein. So what we're getting at, folks, or at least what I was trying to get at, is one of Doctor Strange's uh, key villains is the metaphysical being Nightmare, who's this Marilyn Manson-looking mother in a weird green jumpsuit riding a Nightmare horse who roams the lands of the dreams feasting on the fear of human nightmares who also somewhat distinctly uh, or sorry distantly visually looks like Mephisto from what I read up on is Nightmare was supposed to be the original the original villain of this piece then they hired San Raimi and San Raimi looked at the script threw it over his shoulder like fucking Luke Skywalker (laughs) and made his own fucking script but blackjack and hookers. Yeah, forget the blackjack. But uh, if not, you know, nightmare. Like, how how well versed are you guys in Doctor Strange villainy? Doctor Strange has a ton of fucking interesting villains. They're well, not, they don't come up much though because they don't. Nobody reads fucking Doctor Strange. I'm sorry. And it's either Dormammu or Dormammu or Baron Mordo half the time. That's what people know about. Yeah. But he's also got the Vishani. He's got the fucking Demon Lords. He's got... Like, he's just got Eldritch Horrors all the fucking time. And he even had, some, like... Sorry. Sometimes there's a dimension that will fucking invade, and he'll just snap his finger and go, nope, and freeze time in the whole fucking dimension, and close the door behind him. You know what would be kind of cool is if you take the character of Dr. Druid... And if they, say, even introduced him in the last Strange movie and then, like, somebody that got uh, shunned by the Sorcerer Supreme and then it was revealed that he was the one that's been manipulating stuff behind the scenes because I will prove who is the best at magic, Steven. But I think the only way that would have worked in this movie is if they do that uh, reimagined version that uh, Dr. Druid turned into where he actually became like a druidic sorcerer in this miniseries in the 90s 
only to be turned into a tree and then burned alive by Damon Hellstrom. And no, not the version that was in the Hellstorm series, because, God, that was dumb. Like, one of the things I'm hoping is Reed Richards is going to show up. Because Doctor Doom is also a fucking Doctor Strange villain. He's a, he's a sorcerer that is really close to Sorcerer Supreme in ability, yes. And his mother is also quite, was quite a powerful witch as well, but... Uh, People keep forgetting that as well. And who had his mother's soul? Mephisto. It was him the whole time. Yeah, I hate that fucking twist in what was almost a amazing run. Bendis shat his own bed again. Okay, what are you talking about? It's talking about the superior. Um, it was uh, irredeemable Iron Man. It was the one oh, yeah. where where. Uh, I thought that was Infamous Iron Man. Infamous, that's right. Infamous Iron Man, where it was uh, Doctor Doom was Iron Man. And they did this whole thing where the Maker was going to be his villain. And, like, it almost was, like, poetic. There were even these covers done where it had the two of them fighting each other. And, like, in the background was a classic Silver Age Doctor Doom versus uh, Mr. Fantastic. It, it, was, it was great because who... When, if Doctor Doom was a good guy, who would be his villain? The most evil version of Reed Richards. It, and then they're like, no, it's Mephisto. And it pissed me off because there were these great scenes of the Maker trying to manipulate Ben, and it was, it was so good. And then it was all invalidated with that stupid fucking twist. No, Doctor Doom would make a great villain. Unfortunately, for the sheer amount of love that comic fans have for the monarch of Latveria, to introduce him and just boom, drop him in like this, I think would ultimately, I think would do just the character a disservice. Like, it's Doctor Fucking Doom. He deserves more setup than just, you know, dropping him into the movie like this. I mean, you could name drop him. Sure, but just to have him be the villain, nah. Like I said before, the way you introduce Doctor Doom is they should have fucking had Victor Von Doom show up. And he's the new Tony Stark. He's the guy who's providing weapons and all this shit to S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the fucking world in America. and He's the new golden boy. He's he's providing clean water and clean power to the rest of the world while everyone's trying to figure out. Von Stark Tower. He's trying to figure out how to... Basically, he's providing the answer to what do we do about the blip? Because people are back. We have all these problems now. Who's going to give us the resources and solutions to the blip? Oh, it's Dr. Victor Von Doom. He just started a startup company. He has all these things that Tony Stark used to promise us. Oh, here's clean, free power. Here's clean water for developing nations. Here's here's a way to, to grow crops in a in a tiny closet. Oh my God, this this guy's this guy's a wonderkind. He's a genius. He's helping everybody. It Red's right. This is the perfect time to bring him in as because the then, viewers. Go ahead, Red. Then you introduce Reed Richards, who Reed Richards then exposes him. Like what you're doing is fucking people over, and some people get crops and free water in this place, but other people starve in this fucking place. Yes, shit like that. Or you do something like when you see the origin of Doctor Doom from, uh, I think it was 
in either in the Kirby run or in John Burns run Fantastic Four, where he, you know, he would go around like hawking wares to like these nobles and then he would send the destruct signal to, you know, for ship to fall apart or the, the gold turn back into lead. And that could be like, you know, he'll he'll answer all the he'll he'll solve all these problems that Tony Stark never did, but at a price. And if you don't meet his price continually, then he'll turn off the juice. You know, and you could yeah, you could have Reed on top of being this, you know, college classmate of Dooms, like which I think is always something you have to kind of include in that story. It could be Reed you know, this is another reason why Doom has this eternal and what do you call it? Anatomy? Anatomy? Is that the word, Ben? Yes. But you get what I'm saying? Of for Reed. Yes. But okay, so we got Doom, we got possibly could have had Nightmare. Uh Shumagorath, like what I've seen of him in the comics, like he's a villain and he's a major threat because he, he lives in this dimension, you know three dimensions over and he's always looking for a way to come back into reality and fuck everything up. But he really just ends up coming off as like, well, a Kaiju esque kind of villain. And he gets whooped on by the Avengers or the midnight Suns or the defenders even. And he goes back into his box. So, and they use Dormammu in the first movie. It's just, I would like to see, you know, weird black blade looking head crest and head on fire looking like an evil human torch from the comics. And like, that's just like the one thing I didn't really like in the first Dr. Strange movie is that big CGI Dormammu in the heavens well, of the dark dimension. It does make sense. If you read Dr. Strange comics, Dormammu is his fucking dimension. When he comes to earth, he looks like that human, human torch fucking motherfucker. But in his dimension, he is his fucking dimension. Yeah. He absorbed all the power, all the magic in his fucking dimension. And when you think about that, Doctor Strange just being a human, albeit a human with access to phenomenal cosmic powers, it just makes him even more badass because he's literally fighting an entire plane of existence. So you could have Dormammu. I mean, what other guys could you have be the villain now like there's like you said there's so many demon villains that maybe it could have been Mephisto this whole time because I think at this point with how 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 many fans have cried Mephisto you, you gotta think at some point they gotta bring him in as a villain in the Marvel Universe hmm the I think Mephisto is one, this one character that they are really wary about. And the other thing is Dur Dormammu is this one character that was already, they already went and done him. And this is one of the downsides of, of the Marvel movies or movies in general is you have to have the solution. You have to have the finale. You have to have the climax. You have to have this being wrapped in a nice and neat package. You, you know, the movie format does not allow repeat villains. This is why, to the extreme, uh, Tim Burton killed the Joker in the in his Batman movie. There's, you know, you, you can't have a a waiting bench of villains ready to go, ready for them to go to the director and say, "Call me in, coach." You, you have to, you know, if you have a villain come in, he's one and done. And we're not going to see Dormammu again because of that, because 
one and done. Um, I don't think we're we're going to see Mephisto for quite a while still because I if, think. Go ahead, Brett. Doctor, if Doctor Strange continues to have movies, we are going to see Dormammu get because they can't do Doctor Strange without doing Clea. Clea is Dormammu's daughter. That's true. Who is also currently the Sorcerer Supreme in the Marvel Universe in the comics? I found out. So let's talk about let's talk about the movie poster because so many people are looking at the different shards and like, oh, that's that's Captain Carter's shield in one of the shards. That's uh, Deadpool in one of the shards. Like people are like blowing up, enhancing, and going through every shard. And do you think that every shard is a clue of the movie, or do you think every shard is just them throwing stuff in there to sort of um, get people riled up? I mean. Column A, column B. Like, there's definitely a few in there that, from the looks of it, could be... I guess know, Ian McKellen right away. <laughs> okay, which one's Ian McKellen? Far left. Oh, uh, yeah. Across from his head. Yeah, no, I see it. Son of a bitch. But, yeah, I mean, most of these are... Like, there's multiple Stranges, because we're getting multiple Strange. You, you can see the one that's, like, kind of center, just down from the top. That's uh, Baron Mordo. There's a bunch of Wandas. There's a couple of shots of Christine Everhart. Like, uh, was it Rachel McAdams' character is back? Yes. Who's one of three characters that has been the night nurse in Marvel Comics. Uh, there's there's a couple, like this article that I provided uh, Ben and Red folks, uh from nerds.com like they point out a few things uh we see him in the trailer i don't see him i don't really see it in the poster there's uh rentra who was this minotaur disciple of dr strange's in the uh run that ran through the late 80s and into the 90s and ended during the midnight suns era you know you definitely see stuff like that but some of this article is like yeah, I mean, a lot of Marvel movies are rumored to have some cameos in here. So I don't see Deadpool in the poster. There's even one says, uh, that they say you can see the X-Men villain Strife's helmet, like the the bladed buckethead villain from the Cable X-Force run. I don't see that. Well, I think it's they imposed a lot of fucking cameos. Yeah. In the poster, but they're not going to use them in the movie. I think it's more like saying, oh, you want the X-Men? We're going to do the X-Men in the future. More of a wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. Like, there, there's certainly Easter eggs in the poster. Just whether or not they show up in the movie, I don't think so. And also, I'm surprised no one's bitched and complained yet. Uh, from like no way home till now that well how does strange have the eye of agamotto if the time stone was destroyed he's wearing the amulet he doesn't have the time stone well yeah and that's the eye of agamotto it wasn't that the eye of agamotto is not just the time stone but i'm honestly surprised people haven't for for all the nitpicks and complaining for everything else that we've seen about marvel movies i'm surprised no one's bitched about that but uh I mean, you look at the laundry list, like you've seen some of those infographs that people have made that have just put up, like, lineups of 
Marvel characters rumored to appear in Multiverse of Madness. Now, I think with hearing uh, Professor X's voice, you know, the great Patrick Stewart, we'll probably see him, pro- maybe a couple other X-Men. I think that's a fair bet. Uh, I don't think they're going to do with him X-Men. I think it's just going to be fucking Charles. Charles and Magneto, maybe. Uh, I don't. I doubt that. Maybe, I said. I net. I would like to see it, but I understand if it doesn't happen. I uh, I think that the one thing they have to avoid is making this, uh, you know, Doctor Strange's Excellent Adventures, because if it, it's a lot of them taking pit stops, different things, because right now we have three Doctor Stranges we know of. We have the Illuminati. We have potentially the Superior Iron Man, and we have... I mean, that already is pretty jam-packed for a two-hour movie. Um, yeah. And we already have America Chavez. Like, we can't... Like, th- th- this this buster's going to need a fucking uh, undo the belt and the undo the top button by this point. We got to... Oh, you're going to need your uh, Thanksgiving pants <laughs> for this movie. There, there's even potentially, like, a fourth strange, like, according to the Nerdist article, I think this is just... It's either the Dark Strange or one of the three that we know is going to be in there potentially getting fucked up by some sort of corrosive magic, or maybe it's a monster version of Dr. Strange that Nerdist is called Frankenstrange. And if we've had Frankencastle, we can have Frankenstrange. Uh, well, that's Frankenstrange thing to see. Well, Frankenstrange was in the comics. Oh, I didn't no, know that. Nobody reads Dr. Strange. So. I've, I've read more, a lot of more modern Doctor Strange and any classic Doctor Strange is sadly a deficit that I need to correct. Now, one thing I would like to see as Doctor Strange is being, you know, taken through the Hall of the Illuminati to face judgment is if, like, either through a mirror or encased in some sort of, like, uh, cell if we see a Ghost Rider. Because they've said in the comic books that the ghost writer has potentially enough power to destroy the entire world. And the whole concept of a human host is essentially a limiter that prevents that from prevents the spirit of vengeance from going nuclear. So I think that would, uh, is enough to earmark that character as a potential threat to, or the Illuminati would see the ghost writer as a potential threat. So you they can't destroy him, but they can they definitely the contain him. In a, in a phantom zone mirror? Yeah, something like that. Who I'll knows? get revenge on you, jor You and your fucking children. You and your ass! <laughs> That's thing would be cool. I mean... I will find him! I, I think it would be cool if you see a Ghost Rider. If we get a Ghost Rider cameo out of all the other Marvel movies, I would like to see that. I don't think it's he's going to, like, depower and turn into Nicolas Cage, though. It's just, you know, leather bet, leather jumpsuit, chain, blazing skull. And well, if we get a passing reference to Captain Carter, I think that would be cool, too, because apparently that's going to happen. We just have a shield on on uh, on the poster. That, that doesn't mean anything. That's. Well, I think with the Guardians of the Multiverse concept from the What If, I think there's a small, albeit small chance, but definitely a chance that we'll get possibly a Captain Carter cameo. Word up. Well, this is part of what I was talking about with the with the hype, the 
trailer hype. All of a sudden, people are... Yeah, everybody wants everything. Like, we're going to get this and this. And... I want two things, and if I don't get those, I'm, I'll am i be disappointed, but I'm not going to throw myself off the top of a building or anything. I want Batman and Superman. That's DC Comics. You're not going to get them in a Marvel movie. God. <laughs> we'll get, we want references to Batman and Superman and nothing else. Good. We want, we Would want... you settle for it if we got a Nighthawk and a Hyperion reference? Oh, fuck, I'd shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take fucking best value Batman Superman. Why you got to talk about Midnighter even... and Apollo like that? Not even best value. There's a Walmart fucking $10 discount fucking Great box. value? I mean, we, we spend a large part of this episode talking about what we wanted, so it's not... I don't think it's unfair for... You this, talk about what you want. You joined in a little bit there, too. But yeah. the, I think for a movie that's dealing with a concept like the multiverse, I don't think it's unfair for fans to have expectations or hopes and dreams like that. But we also got to learn to temper those hopes and dreams and expectations. And no one seems willing be willing to do that because... As you see nowadays with a lot of people, if they don't get exactly what they saw in their heads, that means the movie sucked and failed at everything and it should be burned and every copy of it should be burned. I don't know. Would, do you think it's unfair for people to have expectations with a multiverse movie? No. I think people just want too much, that's all. Yeah. It's like a kid in a candy store. I want I want this, and I want that, and I want some of this and that. Shut up. You get nothing, and you'll like it. Yeah, just referencing that clip from Family Guy, folks, you'll be a lot happier. Referencing <laughs> Caddyshack. Oh, whenever someone makes that reference, I think of this, the next-gen episode of Family Guy and I can only imagine. I know he didn't really slap Will Wheaton, but I like to imagine that Patrick Stewart did crack Will Wheaton upside the head and told him to shut up. If anything, there might be brief glimpses, like you walk by a window, like when he gets arrested and you walk by the window. Maybe they'll show alternate realities. Maybe they'll show the X-Men for a second, like the old, like the Fox fucking X-Men and shit like that. They're not saying we're doing the X-Men. But look, you can see the Fox X-Men. Don't you like that? Yeah, so when they inter or introduce the X-Men properly, you know, a few years from now, and say Doctor Strange runs into Professor X, you know, I met someone that looked a lot like you once. He wasn't an asshole, though. And you have a fucking... You hear a voice saying, this one's for you, Morph. <laughs> see, that's what Red wants in the movie, folks. Uh, covered in scorpions covered, covered in scorpions <laughs> but you, and, don't want, you don't want to hear Vinnie Jones echoing in the background of the juggernaut bitch if you introduce a new character that's a surprise what I want I want the fucking 90s rogue with the Captain Marvel superpowers leather jacket green yellow bodysuit world class ass Yes. It's never going to happen. I know it's never going to happen. So I'm not looking forward to it, and I'm never going to get my hopes up. 
But if you want to sneak away to get fucking Rogue into the Marvel MCU and give her the powers and all that shit, this would be the way to do it. You know what would really suck, right? If you actually got that in the movie, but it was played by Brie Larson. Ugh. Yeah. Not sorry for that one. Yeah, I mean, don't have to see like the the, the Ghost Rider thing, but yeah, have him walk through past like a bunch of mirrors that are windows into alternate realities that the Illuminati are, you know, keeping you know, keeping an eye on. You could see Ghost Rider, you could see X-Men, you have them spying on the Watchers and see how Uatu and the rest of his bald-headed brotherhood likes that. The rumor is Uatu's going to show up in here. I hope he's still voiced by Jeffrey Wright because I really liked his work in the What If series. Probably he's like the popular actor that everybody wants to hire at the moment. Yeah. Can't believe people are actually bitching about him playing Commissioner Gordon in the in the Batman. Well, I don't feel strongly about that either way. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he could do the role. He's actually one of the when they brought him into uh, the Daniel Craig Bond series as Felix Leiter. I was like, all right, let's go. Like, Commissioner Gordon isn't a hard role, but you do have to have play somebody who has sympathy for others and a, and a strong moral sense of justice. And but he still wants to follow the law. He's not going to suit up like a fucking giant bat and punch people out in the middle of the night. But he's almost there, but he's a cop. And just a light dusting of, I'm too old for this shit. You know, the one thing I remember is that line from... Uh from uh, Killing Jug, do it by the book. Yeah. But as far as the Illuminati goes, now, if it's like the classic Illuminati, so you got Iron Man, Professor X, Namor, Black Panther, Black Bolt, and Doctor Strange. So we've, we already know we're getting some version of Professor X. We're getting a Doctor Strange, like that one with the... My God, did they just paint those white lines onto his hair or what? I think they did. Are we getting a Black Bolt from a movie series that didn't fucking suck? Actually, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, maybe a little surprised, but not very surprised if they brought Anson Mount back just for that for that scene to where you see the multiversal Illuminati, except he's got to be wearing the full headpiece with the little tuning fork bit there and you know, and if it's Tom Cruise, Superior Iron Man, sure, why not? I mean, I think you could. It would make sense to have Tom Cruise play Superior Iron Man if it's just for this movie, because obviously they're looking to move beyond Iron Man in terms of, you know, what. However, they're building this next phase of the MCU. Just give him a movie switch. Shut up. Quit yeah. asking to be in the MCU. All right. So if they do have Namor. Do you guys have an actor in mind that you think could do a good Namor? Mm, well, I would say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but I don't think they're going to do yeah. that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not. If The Rock was in a Namor movie, he would play in goddamn Atuma, not Namor. Because yeah. he's built like Atuma is built. 
One of the things that people forget about Namor is he's actually half fucking Inuit. That's why he has pointy ears, because it's racist. I thought that was from his Atlantean side, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it, <coughs> pardon me. If you did cast Namor, uh, I would have said uh, Ian Anthony Daly is the guy who played Scorpion in the uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy web series, and he was a cast member on the Hawaii Five-0 reboot that ran for like 10 years on CBS. Uh, I think he's got the right kind of hawkish look to have for Namor, and it's not like Namor has to be super jacked, because he's a swimmer. That doesn't mean he's going to be buff. I mean, Michael Phelps was buff, but he wasn't that buff. So I think that would be a cool thing. How about you, Ben? Um, I already said to you, but uh, Red laughed at me, so I don't know. <laughs> I would just say fuck you to DC and hire fucking Jason Momoa. <laughs> that would be a hell of a get. I don't know. I, I sort I sort of like him as Awkward Bro, Awkward Dude. I, I I don't want to have him all of a sudden try to be his Game of Thrones character again and all fucking serious with a stick up his ass has a stick up its ass. Like the greatest thing that they did with Aquaman was let Jason Momoa be Aqua Dude, Aqua Bro. So you say that, Ben, and the first thing that popped in my head is the the turtle crash from Finding Nemo. You got some serious thrill issues, dude. I know it's never going to happen, but I'd hire the dude. What the fuck is his name from WWE? Really okay. doesn't narrow it down, Red. He's part of the fucking... He's the one that everybody boos. That's not John Cena. Um, Roman Reigns. Well, people are casting a lot of a lot of wrestlers nowadays, so maybe that's the next talent pool for movies. Just have them sit in the fucking throne. Shut the fuck up. Don't talk. Look mean. Your name more. Wear fucking wear green speedo. So when you said that on your, the rest. The wrestlers as a day, as a casting pool band. The first thing I thought of was Bane from Batman and Robin, because that dude was a wrestler. Well, you gotta have a little bit of care when you do this, but uh, wrestlers, well, the the popular ones have some ability to like do good acting at the very least enough to portray themselves as a face or a heel. A little bit of acting coaching, a little bit of theatrics, and you're eighty five percent of the way there. Yeah. Now, as far as the Illuminati goes, I did have, like, a really out-there kind of idea. But what if he doesn't meet the Illuminati? Just go with me here. He he meets the Illuminati at the end of the movie after he's fixed things, and he's brought before them, and then he's charged to go back to his home reality and create his own version of the Illuminati. And then that's how we get, like, new in humans we get namor we get the x-men because now strange has to go and find these guys in order to prevent what's coming you're turning, doc, that may be. You're turning dr strange into into uh nick fury of phase one i'm not two. turning him into nick fury he's just that's what he has to do he has to go and find these people 
Except just like it's an actual. He had to go and find these Avengers. He didn't have to find them, and he chose to. This is some that has to be done to prevent whatever apocalypse Kang is going to bring about. Like he's got to try and prevent I, the secret wars. I really fucking think I, Kang being the big bad of this phase is a terrible idea. Go ahead, Red. I forgot about whoever, like when you brought up secret wars. Why would they fucking do secret wars? You do know it was a toy advertisement, right? Yeah. And it was shit. Yeah. It is a terrible fucking comic. You and know the there's only reason... two different secret wars, right? Oh, the fucking second one's worse. Have you and... read the second one? It is yeah, fucking... I agree. It's really bad. But look at what they're doing. They're bringing in Kang. You got this whole multiverse coming about. There's potentially going to be another multiversal war. And they could use elements from the 2015 Secret Wars to do it, like kind of use that as a basic framework. It's not going to be the same thing, but the the whole I think that's... the whole multiverse thing is a rabbit hole that I think they should like poke their head in, look around, say nope, and then say okay, let's get Galactus up in here, up in this shit. That's what they should do, because multiverse is going to cause more pro- not problems, not story problems, just audience problems because you barely have people hanging on with okay there are three spider-men like people loved it but i could tell that people were like barely hanging on to that like trying to introduce it's not just that you also have people going let's make toby movies and let's make andrew garfield movies now. yeah andrew garfield movie confirmed there was a there was a leaked after credit scene where andrew garfield goes back with a venom symbiote and did that never happen Like, like you can't have multiple different versions of the same character doing multiple different versions of, of, of the same movie line at the same time in the same media genre because that will fucking mess things up with the general audience because, like, you barely get away with the Spider-Verse movies because they're anime and they're like, oh, the anime ones are kids' shows. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to keep a tight lip on it. We don't have to micromanage the fuck out of this so they basically were able to get away with doing a pretty good movie that way but imagine doing two live action spider-man movies running movies running the same time you have the andrew garfield series reboot and you have the uh you have the uh, holland series running at the same time sony and marvel will not do that okay marvel will not do that sony will try to do that because sony's fucking retarded I think we're all thinking about this too much, and we got to see what happens down the road. Red, do you agree I, with me or disagree with me on that one? You have a point. Like, I, the whole multiverse thing comes from Sony. It comes from them making a fuck ton of money from into the Spider Verse, and then Marvel seeing or Disney seeing that and going, "Hmm, I like money." And in the long run, yes, it's going to cause fucking problems because you're giving the audience way too much choice. Yes. And they're going to de- they're going to demand this and this and this and that. And I want my movie where fucking Tony Stark fucking jacks off into a fucking bucket surrounded by the red, the other fucking Avengers. And they all and then they all take t- turns drinking it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone wants that. Um, you'll be surprised. 
But um, like in my opinion, into the multiverse closes the multiverse. We move on. That's yeah. what it should be. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I agree, and I also think that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness—that's the last thing you do of the live-action multiverse. You can do whatever the fuck you want with the Loki TV series. Like five percent of the movie watchers watch it, so who cares? But you can't be continually promising multiverse uh, stuff because, again, people are hanging on to the hope of Andrew Garfield getting that third Spider-Man movie, goddammit, or Tobey Maguire getting a real Spider-Man 4. And, and, again, you can't have competing live-action series running next to each other like that because the investment's going to be off and people are going to be, like, the, the fatigue's going to be, like, tripled. Um, anyways, I think we've talked out about this topic. Uh, any last thoughts on on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I really want to see the movie, and I'm excited to see what kind of cameos we get. Right. I'm hoping they keep it easy and they don't put too many fucking cameos. They, I agree. I think they have to be careful. Um, again, I really have faith in Sam Raimi because I think he's a fantastic director. And he very publicly said he would never go back to doing superhero movies unless the producers let him do what he wants. He's back doing superhero movies. Did Marvel let him do it completely alone? Or did Disney no. have their fingers in the pie? Of course they did. They promised that to other directors. Like, what the fuck is his name? The guy who did the original Ant-Man. Yeah. Edgar Wright. Yes. Edgar Wright. They promised him hands off. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. And they stuck their fucking fingers in the pie. They wouldn't stop. They harassed the shit out of him, and he left. Yeah, it's like, but like I said, the one thing is Sam Raimi had the fingers in the pie before, but he still came back. Did he come back simply because he's a Steve Ditko fanboy, and he had to, in his lifetime, do a Doctor Strange movie? Do you think that overwrote his past um, bad experiences? I can't, I can't speak to for Sam Raimi. I don't know him. All I can say is that just from past, hearing interviews with, from other directors and how hands-on Disney and Marvel Comics is onto the fucking movies and they constantly interfere, he's got to deal with it. It's just... Yeah. History repeats itself. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, anyways... Uh... Get that fucking photo out of your mouth. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is your host, Ben. JT from Saskatoon. Redink. And we're saying goodnight. <laughs> so long. Nobody cares about the Moon Knight trailer. Go fuck yourself.